0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Speaker Pelosi lands in Taiwan. And there are people angry. She's starting a war with China. No, she's not. I don't like Speaker Pelosi. I think she's a bad person I think her husband and her with their stock trading as votes are coming up is worthy of investigation there should be an investigation there needs to be an investigation starting a war with China there's already been a war at play with China and the United States going to Taiwan is the problem says China so the response is in a very clear simple voice screw those people You really think China gets to decide where I travel to?
1: F these people.
0: I don't give a damn what Xi Jinping thinks about anything, and I don't know why there is this this crowd of people who thinks that somehow they do. It is one thing to recognize that you can't get involved in every conflict. It is one thing to say a little bit of isolationism isn't the end-all be-all. Or isn't the end of the world, I should say. There's a reason not to get involved. I agree with this. But an elected official can go to Taiwan anytime they want. And when you threaten to shoot down our speaker's plane, we should be having live fire exercises in the Taiwan Strait. Let China figure out what to do next. The response to China should be with such strength in action and in word that the people of China become afraid. And the Communist Party of China recognizes that maybe they can't control them crazy Americans. Those people are freaking nuts. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today, it's great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Now, I know some people might disagree with me on that. You're more than welcome to call in. But when China says, if the speaker shows up, we can't guarantee safety. Well, we may have to engage. Well, we may engage a blockade. We may have to shoot down. The only response to that is, okay. Let's see where this goes. Not backing down to China. I want to hear from the people who think we should back down to China. I want to hear what it is your foreign policy is all about. Because I argue you don't have a foreign policy. You have a suffering policy. China's just too important. China's just too dangerous. We can't do anything about China. Doop-a-doop-a-doop. That's not an argument. And trust me, there are a lot of people making this argument. People I like making this argument. I just fundamentally disagree. I absolutely disagree. This, This was Tucker Carlson on the subject. And there are consequences, including the potential deaths of millions of people. This is exactly the wrong time, the craziest possible time, to send an 82-year-old narcissist to Taiwan. The U.S. has never been less ready for war, particularly for war with China. And the Biden administration has done everything it can to make certain that we are not ready for a war with China, or even with the Taliban. Biden has, since the day he took office, politicized and weakened the United States military systematically to the point we are not going to win a war against China. Sorry, that's true. General Mark Milley out there telling Congress that soldiers need to learn about white rage because otherwise they'll be unprepared for combat. The wokeness of the military is indeed a problem. I have no argument with this. The U.S. military has a job to do. Kill people and break things. Anything else is wrong. The military is not an instrument of social change. I'm not interested in your transgender status. I am not interested in your sexuality. I'm not interested in your religion. If you're a communist and we find you in the military, we court-martial you. We discharge you dishonorably. We should throw you in jail. No communists in the military. Oh, I'm a very direct person. But we can't win a war against China... Is a conversation about willpower do we have the willpower to engage the fight well i believe we could i believe in the paper tiger theory of china and i do not believe that if we're talking about firepower and manpower the idea that we couldn't win against china is laughable and i would sell that to tucker and then he'd say well they, they could do this, they could do that. I said, look, they could decide it's nuclear war. You want to dis- destroy the world? Okay, we'll destroy the world. Is this the answer? But if you think you can threaten the Speaker of the House, let's see what happens. Now, you say to me, Tony, that is a radical plan. That is not a plan of somebody who is thinking about the future. I am discussing how you deal with a radical China that thinks it has what it takes to threaten our speaker. And with all due respect to Tucker or anybody else, threats must be responded to with force so they learn not to do it again. This may not be the take of everybody. You can imagine what I think of the people who don't have this take. But I'd love to hear from you. I think we should break it down. I think we should understand what it is we're discussing. Will you get me to agree that our military has issues? Yes. Will you get me to agree that our Navy is not any way up to snuff? Absolutely. Will you get me to agree that wokeness has no place in the military? Absolutely true. Will you get me to agree that we have gotten rid of the wrong generals and promoted the wrong people to become the current generals? Yes. Threaten the United States? punch your mother right in the face and that's exactly what should be said to Xi Jinping it's exactly what should take place just for the threat so the answer is going to Taiwan is not starting a war with China going to Taiwan is something that can be done now Kirby who is the Pentagon spokesperson has been clear we don't support taiwan independence speaker
2: can speak for herself uh and uh whatever she wants to say on this trip is really her prerogative that's why it was so important for me in my opening comments kelly to make clear what this administration's policy is with respect to the one china principle when sorry one china policy um as well as um is not wanting to see cross-strait tensions uh, resolved by any than other than peaceful means and the fact that we don't support taiwan independence it was important for me to lay that down right at the outset that's our policy that's this administration's approach i can't speak for what speaker
0: pelosi may do or say and i don't think you have to but you don't support taiwan independence a position of the united states Do you support the idea that Taiwan should be able to determine its own destiny? Or in order to maintain relations with China, is it indeed we're a nation that says the one China policy is fine by us? If so, why did Joe Biden say that if Taiwan was attacked, he would support Taiwan based on, well, we said we would? There's a mixed message coming indeed from the White House. We shouldn't be surprised that a mixed message is coming. We shouldn't be surprised that they don't have all of their ducks in a row, which is strange because this is a party that usually all focuses on the same subject and all says the same thing. When Kirby is asked about Pelosi going, he's like, well, nobody told her not to go, which is, of course, not true. In our commitments.
3: But if the policy hasn't changed, then why was the speaker being urged not to go?
2: I don't know that she was urged not to go. Who urged but her I, not to go?
3: The president said on August 20th that the military doesn't think it's a good
2: idea for her to the go. speaker makes her own decisions. And what we did was provide her context, analysis, facts, information, so that she could make the best decision uh, possible for Every stop for every overseas travel. And again, I'm not going to get ahead of her or her staff here with respect to the rest.
0: So you let her know you didn't think it was the best move. She decided to go anyway. Well, let's get into the Speaker Pelosi part of this. Why is she going? A legitimately good question. Why is Speaker Pelosi going to Taiwan? What's the point of this trip? A fine question. And the answer, I believe, is politics. She's going to show support of Taiwan. She's going to show that the Democratic Party is serious to standing up to China and hopefully gain her party a few political points going into the midterms. Who Raise your hand if you're really shocked. This makes perfect sense. You might not think it's a good idea, but you can clearly state that what I just said is okay, that's why she's doing it. Not to start a war with China. I've seen that a couple times. I'm I'm embarrassed for some people. I'm embarrassed for some people. That's just a, it's just a non-take. It is. It is a, I think that's a fear-mongering, low-hanging fruit, silliness kind of take, placating a certain group of people that I don't think we should placate. I think we should talk. I think we should speak. I think we should say things. I think we should speak honestly and clearly and thusly. Is she going for a political purpose to try and bolster Democratic Party fortunes? Absolutely. Yes. I am saying Yes. But does it also help to show that the United States is supportive of people living free lives? And after the debacle that was the pull of Afghanistan, is that such a bad thing? No, not at all. And let's say she went just to get a cup of coffee. Who the hell is China to threaten anybody? Now, Pelosi did put out a statement. It comes via Twitter. America's solidarity with the 23 million people of Taiwan is more important today than ever, as the world faces a choice between autocracy and democracy. Our visit is one of several congressional delegations to Taiwan, and it in no way contradicts longstanding United States policy, guided by the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979, U.S.-China Joint Communiques, and the Six Assurances. We'll get into the to the Six Assurances uh, coming up in 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 a, in a little bit. I I, I promise to. To, to break that down for you the United States continues to oppose unilateral efforts to change the status quo and then she has a, a full statement about um not only visiting Taiwan um, but how the United States continues to oppose unilateral, unilateral a- efforts to change the status quo that means in regard to China in regards to China's um, control of, of or desire for control of the area. So the six assurances were about arm sales, mediation, things, things like that. Basically, it was reminding of China, look, we know who you are and we know what you're doing and all right, all right, all right. But this is who we are and this is what we're doing and so we're gonna keep trading and we're gonna keep doing, everyone just chill, baby. Literally, her statement can be brought down to, be cool, honey bunny. That's her statement. Making sure to stay opposes unilateral efforts to change the status quo, meaning from Taiwan or from China. The official position is, all right, everybody, just... Just just let's, li- let's live and let live for a while, shall we? Nobody needs to cause a fight. So she's done her smoothing out. And again, I'm no fan of the speaker. But I put that to the side for the larger conversation of, can a U.S. representative visit Taiwan? And the answer is, of course. And when China threatens, I think we should respond and bop those people right in the nose. The Chinese people should see what happens when a Chinese leader disrespects the United States. Respect is very important, I'm told. Disrespect will be dealt with. Or at least it should be. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I promised earlier that I would be... uh, Getting into this John Stewart story about honoring the PACT Act and supporting uh, troops and getting them dollars, uh, those who were uh, near uh, what are known as burn pits in, in, in Iraq and the, the health issues that they created in some of the really ugly maneuvering happening by the Democratic Party and how the Republican Party is getting punched in the face for saying no to this legislation but they didn't say no to the legislation they said no to the spending because the spending is not specific and how John Stewart the uh, the, the comic who has been very supportive of, of the military supportive of, of, of uh, first responders from September 11th uh, lost his mind I mean lost his mind and it. it how ugly this is. So I'm going to break that down. Rob O'Donnell scheduled to join us. uh, Former law enforcement uh, NYPD talks a lot about uh, these, these subjects. I'm also going to get into the Schumer mansion deal because the Schumer mansion deal is a mess. It is a big, hot, dumb mess. My people, the Schumer mansion deal raises taxes. And they keep trying to say, no, it doesn't. Uh, Yes, it does. The studies are showing it. And it's not just raising taxes on, you know, the the terrible rich people. It's raising taxes on people who make over $30,000 a year. And we were told by the Biden administration repeatedly Time and again and again and again, what we were told was we would not see taxes on anybody who made less than $400,000 a year. We wouldn't see it. It wouldn't happen. Don't be ridiculous.
1: Joe Biden said it more than once the reason i'm bothering to do this is i keep hearing on the press biden's going to raise your taxes anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year will not pay a single penny in taxes and we will not increase the deficit either unlike the last gigantic tax cut which increased the deficit by two trillion dollars it's about balancing the system and growing the economy. It mean wealthy investors no longer pay lower marginal tax rates than their secretary pays, the secretary in their office.
0: He said it. It's his words. And Manchin is trying to spin, and Manchin is trying to deflect. And the reason this all falls on the head of uh, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, is that he's the one who said that any further spending was dead, and, you know, we have to deal, do something about inflation. He wasn't in for all of this. The next thing you know, he's like, oh, yeah, we've got a deal. The deal increases taxes, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's valuable or not, it increases taxes. And it increases spending. And he wants to say, and others want to say, that it's not going to affect inflation. Of course it's going to increase inflation or continue the inflationary pressure. And yes, it does build the taxes based on the data. I'm going to break that down. Meanwhile, we took out a terrorist. Good. Good. But if we ask ourselves what comes next or what it means or who this terrorist was or, wait, they were hiding in Afghanistan, was controlled by Taliban, yet they were Al-Qaeda? Let's break it down. I'm Tony Katz. We took out a terrorist. Good. I'm down with that. Let's take out a hundred more. Let's just get it done. Take out the terrorists, be done with the entire threat the world over. Boom bop it. I know that's not the way it works. Uh, but it's what I want. <laughs> I won't lie. It's absolutely what I want. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833 468 8669, feel free uh, to call in. Ryan's got you covered. Uh, He's taking the helm right now. Uh, He's got the phones. 833-468-8669. I am glad that this terrorist was taken out. And I saw Joe Biden, while he still has COVID, he has a rebound case of COVID, whatever the bloody heck we're, 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 we're calling the thing. He took to the microphone to address the nation about this to say, hey, uh, al Zawahiri, uh, gone.
1: At my direction, the United States successfully concluded an airstrike in Kabul, Afghanistan, that killed the emir of al-Qaeda, Iman al-Zawiri. You know, Zawiri was uh, bin Laden's leader. He was with him all the, the whole time. He was his number two man, his deputy, at the time the terrorists attacked 9-11. He was deeply involved in the planning of 9-11. One of the most responsible for the attacks that murdered 2,977 people on American soil. For decades, he was the mastermind behind attacks against Americans, including the bombing of the USS Cole in 2000, which killed 17 American sailors and wounded dozens more. He played a key role, a key role in the bombing of the U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania, killing 224 and wounding over 4,500 others. He carved a trail of murder and violence against American citizens, American service members, American diplomats and American interests. And since the United States delivered justice to bin Laden 11 years ago, Zawahiri has been a leader of al-Qaeda, the leader.
0: Which is true. Now, there's a very interesting story here that this is a guy found and killed in Afghanistan. An al-Qaeda leader killed in a nation run by the Taliban. They're not natural allies. They're interested in very different uh, types of caliphates. So put that on the side just for a moment. Let's hear more of what Biden had to say.
1: From hiding, he coordinated Al-Qaeda's branches and all around the world, including setting priorities for providing operational guidance that call for and inspired attacks against U.S. targets. He made videos, including in recent weeks, calling for his followers to attack the United States and our allies. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. People around the world no longer need to fear the vicious and determined killer. The United States continues to demonstrate our resolve and our capacity to defend the American people against those who seek to do us harm. You know, we we. Uh, we, we make it clear again tonight that no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. After relentlessly...
0: Can we just, for a moment, take you out? Does, that, does he sound... He loves tough guy stuff. Oh, he loves tough guy stuff. He doesn't sound like a tough guy. Sounds like an old sick man. But he loves that. But if you should threaten the Speaker of the House for flying to Taiwan, we won't do a damn thing. Terrorism will take you out. Threats, we do zero. Gotcha.
1: Seeking Zawahiri for years under Presidents Bush, Obama, and Trump. Our intelligence community located Zawahiri earlier this year. He had moved to downtown Kabul to reunite with members of his immediate family. After carefully considering the clear and convincing evidence of his location. I authorized a precision strike that would remove him from the battlefield once and for all. This mission was carefully planned, rigorously minimized the risk of harm to other civilians. And one week ago, after being advised that the conditions were optimal, I gave the final approval to go get him. And the mission was a success. None of his family members were hurt, and there were no civilian casualties. I'm sharing this news with the American people now after confirming the mission's total success through the painstaking work of our counterterrorism community and key allies and partners. I'm glad
0: it went well. I am glad that it was a success. But can we discuss for a moment that we had... An Al-Qaeda leader living in Afghanistan being supported by the Taliban. Now, you say to me, Tony, supported by the Taliban? You don't, you don't know that. Oh, <laughs> Let me bring in Clarissa Ward of CNN. Now, you know Clarissa Ward because when Afghanistan fell to the Taliban, which, of course, Biden said would never happen, um, she was there. While it was happening, crazy, but incredible, incredible reporting. You forget that CNN can actually do news when they choose to. And she's on, uh, I think it was last night, with, with uh, Anderson Cooper. And Anderson's asking a question. And Clarissa Ward, who happens to be uh, reporting from Sicily, engages the breakdown. Al-Qaeda it was not would have been aligned with the Taliban still?
3: Ideologically, absolutely. But what I think is still somewhat shocking about this, Anderson, is that, you know, when we were on the streets and talking to Taliban officials and talking to regular fighters um, as they took over the country, they were adamant that there was no way Al-Qaeda or any international terrorist organization was going to be able to get a foothold again inside of Afghanistan. And they understood how high the stakes were for them because the whole notion of the Doha agreements is predicated on this idea that Afghanistan couldn't become a safe haven again. And yet here we are having this conversation in the wake of this momentous event, you know, one official telling CNN that they know that senior Haqqani Taliban figures were not only aware of his presence in this area, because this Sherpur area would be absolutely impossible for him to be living there without them being aware of it, but they also even took steps in the aftermath of the strike to try to conceal the fact that he was there, to try to restrict access to the house where the strike took place, and also to relocate his family. And so you're talking about the senior leadership of the islamic emirate of afghanistan of taliban held afghanistan literally collaborating with al-qaeda after promising uh, that they would not do that and what that does to an already very damaged and dysfunctional relationship between the Taliban and the U.S., and how much more difficult that makes it going forward for the U.S. I mean, this is Zawahiri you're talking about, a guy with a $25 million bounty on his head. What happens when other individuals emerge, potentially, who are not perhaps as well-known to intelligence officials or who are not necessarily on the radar internationally in the same way? How can you trust, again, in the Taliban's word when they talk about a serious commitment to fighting not only ISIS-K, which they are uh, focused on, but other groups like al-Qaeda in the region.
0: She's asking the right question. She's got the right breakdown. This guy is here. He's not supposed to be here. The Taliban knew he was there. They didn't do anything about it, and they worked to cover it up. He's dead. They worked to cover it up. Well, what does that tell you? And as she puts it, you're talking about a guy with a $25 million bounty on his head. If this is the guy they're covering up, a guy who's easiest to find, imagine how many people they are, are um, possibly covering for who we don't know about. I mean, that's a serious, serious issue. How many people are the Taliban covering for that we don't know about? How many people are in country right now engaged in terrorism against the United States that we don't know about? And if any of them have been killed by any level of drone, this, that, or the other, who have they covered up for? A very, very serious question indeed. And the answer is we don't know. So this killing of a terrorist, good stuff. Oh, one less terrorist. We're all better off but it doesn't answer any questions it creates questions it creates questions and the question is what exactly are who exactly are they working for and what exactly are they working towards that's the that's the question that's the obvious and clear question there is no trusting the taliban none zero zip cannot be done they cannot be trusted so why did biden ever think that somehow a deal could be made with them Again, another failure of foreign policy. Never mind the withdrawal when you left Americans to die, but you thought you could create some kind of deal, some kind of relationship? What are you talking about? No, there's a lot here. Once you get past, once you get past, hey, we took out a terrorist, you realize that you created, through your poor pullout, a hotbed of this opportunity and of this action. Lord only knows what's growing there. More to get to. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.
3: I can still shut down the party.
0: I can Did you hear about Facebook fact-checking party. the recession? Oh, this is precious. Freaking precious. All oh, these people are so awful. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Guy by the name of Phil Magnus, uh, he is a senior research fellow with the American Institute on Economic Research, and he is sharing posts uh, commentary about the, the the recession. And so he posted, you know, the fact that two quarters of negative GDP, man, that's that's recession. And here is, of course, the Democratic Party trying to redefine what is a recession. This is not shocking. We've, of course, been speaking about this, and this is exactly what it is that uh, that they've been trying to do. So he's posting about it. Facebook flagged it. Facebook said you are putting out misinformation on on what's happening with with the recession no this guy isn't he told he's he's saying here's what's going on here's what's happening The problem that Facebook has is that it got noted. Someone's noticing what's happening, speaking about it. Now, in case you don't know how Facebook works, I have a post on Facebook from a video I did just yesterday. The video I did just yesterday is about Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan where she landed just a few hours ago. And so in discussing that, in discussing going to Taiwan, I get a note on, on my video, there are changes to your video, there are one or more actions were applied and the action according to the details is that some of my audio is muted. Why is my audio muted? I don't, I'm not using anybody's content except for my own, stuff that I, I, I'm, I'm allowed to use. 72 territories, meaning 72 countries, won't share my video or pieces of my video, including Botswana, Belarus, China, Cuba, Ethiopia, Iran, Sudan, Syria, Chad, Somalia, and you realize that all the nations that are associated with China and certainly don't want to talk about Taiwan being free and independent, they won't allow the content to move forward. Now, the question is, why is Facebook helping these people? Because, oh, we got to be in those markets. Well, no, you don't. You got to make decisions is what you damn well have to do. You have to make decisions. They are preventing me from engaging a conversation that might be heard in China about Taiwan having the right to its own determination. That's, the, that's what they're doing. Why in the world is, as I see it, maybe they see it differently. Why in the world is Facebook helping them? Then again, your answer could be, or I shouldn't say then again, your answer could be, these are the same people, Facebook, that won't allow you to question or to note the failures of Joe Biden on the economy regarding recession. So when you say to me, well, it's just China being China, well, how do you explain it for Facebook in the United States talking about Biden? This is about protecting the, the certain people from other people. Who knew I was the other people? We're in a recession. Communist China sucks. These are facts. That's all. Just facts. You can't do anything about them except just accept them. There they are. Clear as day. More to get to. This is Tony Katz today, guys. Keep it.